listening to the sermons of the late Pastor Frank Hampton Jr., who pastored the Church of God in Jackson, Michigan from 1963 to 2018. If you would like to learn more about Pastor Hampton or the Church of God, please visit our website at www.churchofgodjackson.com. Again, that's www.churchofgodjackson.com. We hope you enjoy the message. God bless. Ah, oh, may God help us. Let us turn to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 10. Ah, oh, glory to God. You can say what you want to say. Yeah, well, I'm praising God. God, I know where he brought me from, and I know where I could have been. I know where I could have been. And thank God, by the grace of God, I'm not going back. Hey, glory to God forever. By no means. Watch everything. Praise God, God. We're starting a new vigor. Watching everything. This. Amen. Everything you think, everything you do, and weighing things. Take your time now. We may well take your time now. Praise our God. I mean, I've learned to value this salvation more. Thank God, it don't bother me to drive 55 miles an hour now. Thank God, I used to have to drive 95. I mean, I used to drive 95. But I value life now, so I know what it's all about now. I think about them tires running off and the tire rod in breaking and, and the yeah. steering system going awry. I used to think about I mean, they make me know that. I mean, I hung. Ain't nothing going to happen. Oh, but praise our God. I valued it. It's about the same thing about salvation. When you're young, many times you walk out there and play with the devil, cat and mouse, you can't get me and all that kind of food. Oh, but after a while, you, you see the devil knocking people off over here and people backsliding here and giving up here and going back here. You better, I, better take, I, better take, I better take heed. I better, I, better, I better leave him alone. See, I've learned to leave the devil alone. I used to mess with him, yeah. I used to play cat and mouse. Did you know that? Yeah, I used to mess with him. Catch him by the tail. All that kind of stuff. Yes, I did play with it. He growled at me, hit at me. Ow. That's not back right quick. Oh, but the Holy Ghost is showing me something now. I want to get I want, I want him to make an Abrahamic announcement on me. He's Abraham, I'm going to make an announcement on you. You're going to be with your father. You know, you, you got your, I know you got your settler. I don't care what the devil do. You ain't going nowhere but to heaven. Because I'm going to tell you what you, I'm going to tell you where you're going before you die. I want to, I want to look, I'm ready for that announcement. I want God to make that announcement on me. I want him to tell me about it already, please, our God. I want to get out of the realm of, of, I want to get off of probation. You hear what I'm saying now? Get off of probation. I want the Holy Ghost to be able to decide where I'm, what I'm going to do. All right, Ecclesiastes. Somebody say Ecclesiastes. I don't know how you know, but maybe you're right. You said it. Well, I, I could have been wrong. Let me see. We'll see in a moment. All right, let me see. All right, that's what I want. Ecclesiastes, what I said at first. All right then, chapter 10, verse 19. A feast is made for laughter and wine maketh merry but money answereth all things. What are you going to talk about? Money. That's a fitting subject for a time like this when it's 
Time of gross scarcity. Now, you get this tonight. The wise man is saying something here. He speaks in extreme terms, but he says a heap. Solomon said, money answereth all things. Now, we know, of course, that has to be qualified, but you don't have to do too much to it. You know, uh, just about everybody believes this, too. You can tell by their quest for it. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Just about everybody believes this. You know, I want you to get this tonight because there's something in it for us, at least for somebody, I'm certain. Uh, you can get victory over just about everything but money. <laughs> well, let me show you something. Why? Because see, you can legitimately feel every other need. You understand? You can outgrow certain needs. You can eat and you'll be full and you can get married and satisfy other desires. And, but see, as long as you're here, there'll be uh, at least something, uh, some desires that only money can feel. And most people never really get victory over it, whether they think so or not, even those who don't have it. <laughs> All right? Ah, uh, he said that, but money answereth all things. And you know, dear one, I have noticed my children as they would grow up. Sometimes we would have change and money around and we would give it to them when they're little, especially the first ones. And they would just take it and throw it around and leave it go and play with it, leave it in the floor. They didn't know where the store was. <laughs> How to get there and what you could do with it. You understand? And, but after a while, they might so see one of the bigger ones, get a little piece of money and go out to the popsicle truck and come back with a one. And they would see you go in the store and get certain things and give the clerk some money and come back with it. So they decided that <laughs> this has some value. I can do a lot of things with this. And even though you can teach them the Ten Commandments and everything else, but brother, when they popsicle truck come and you don't give them nothing and they don't know where some is, you might go back and not find it. Why? They realize that money answers that. <laughs> Amen. The little boy down the corner got a little car. And he won't give it to you, but he will for a quarter. Money answereth that. See, listen to what I'm saying now. Because of the vast use of money, because we are aware that just about anything you desire, you can get with money. Money is both a blessing and a curse. You hear what I'm saying, son? 
Now I'm going to tell you something. I am talking to people tonight. If you aren't careful, money will mess you up. I don't care about your state and life. I don't care about your consecration. You can say what you will. Money will mess you up. All right? Why? Because it excites. Don't say it don't. Don't say it doesn't excite you because it, money excites, I said. Well, and you listen to me close. I'm telling you something tonight. See, dear one, it excites you to a point, now you listen to me good, that it causes you to lose your soberness. You hear what I'm saying? You want to do something real bad. And you know where you can get some money. And you might not know no real, reasonable, visible way to pay it back. Because you want it so bad, you'll get it anyway. You, that's not being sober. If I'm already in a predicament where I can't meet my present obligation and get further in the hole because I want to do something and I know how to get the money, that's not sober. Because I paid my bills good in the past and they send me a little uh, certificate with $500 written on it and all I do is sign my name. You follow me? Come follow me close now. Follow me close. And things are pressing me and I signed that certificate and I don't see no visible way I can't keep up my present obligation and to sign that thing, that's not being reasonable. That excites me. What? What I can, the relief that I can get with that money excites my, it shifts my reason. Now, if I would reason, I would say, now look, there's no need of me getting further in the hole. Even though I'm presently pressed. I, if I'm pressed now, I'm only going to be more pressed if the present train continues three months from now if I get this money. But it excites you. It will relieve you for now. And you'll cast away reason for present relief. You'll go to a brother or sister and you'll say, loan me. When you are in a predicament or you see that money will bring you the desire of your heart and you know there is no real uh, visible there is no real immediate way that you can fulfill that obligation. You can get in trouble with God like that. They want money excites. They want it to call you to do things that you wouldn't normally do. Come on. You might have normal principles that you wouldn't ask this or that person for money or this. You wouldn't ask the opposite sex. But I tell you, you want to go somewhere. We're going to go to Egypt. Now we're going to see the pyramids and have a little service over there. And you, all you need is 50 more dollars. You'll ask anybody if you ain't careful. You will break, you will violate your own principle. Why? Because you know where you can get some money. And it excites you. It'll fill your need. It answers all things. It'll fulfill your need. And you will violate a principle just to get that money for then and there. And you do what you wouldn't ordinarily do. This is a tremendous. I'm telling you something tonight. See, it causes you to lose your soberness. See, because now I'm going to show you something. Now, rather than violate a principle, I will forego whatever I have to forego. See, I, if you don't keep your reason, the enemy will excite you with money and cause you to get in a situation that's going to make you infinitely worse than you already are. You understand? Now, you listen to me good tonight. I said money excites 
causes people to lose their soberness, to make unwise and unjustifiable debts and loans. You follow me? All right. Turn to Matthew chapter 26, verse 15. Read right quickly. Yeah. And said unto them, All right. What will you give me? And I will deliver him unto you. You listen now. What will you give me? This is Judas. And they Wait a moment now. He's got excited here. The prospects of 30 pieces of silver had caused him to lose his reason. See, dear one, as I told you, money excites people in every category of life. The rich is likely to involve himself trying to decide what to do with it. And the poor is likely to make unjustifiable and even dishonest decisions just to get it. It will say, I'm going to show you something. They want the want of money can call you to shade, do things that are shady, can cause you to make two-sided statements, can cause you to do things that you wouldn't ordinarily do for the sake of it, and will affect your testimony and your very experience. Come on. You can go to make a loan and they begin to question you close. Or you can, they can be trying to determine your eligibility for this or that, a grant or this, that, and the other. And even if you aren't careful, when the prospects of a few thousand dollars can cause you to prevaricate a little bit. Now, I'm telling you the truth. That's right. They'll begin to ask you this and ask you details about that and ask you details about the other. And you'll give them a little two-sided answer. Which they can take either way. And many times, they will, you will throw them off track for the sake of that seven, eight thousand dollars you're supposed to be getting. I'm telling you the truth. That's right. Money. Money. You, while you might decide, well, just to throw them off that little bit is not serious enough for me to lose seven, eight thousand dollars. But you're going to lose more than that if you are not perfectly honest. That's right. And you're going four or five years trying to let that thing wear off. Go down so that you might get a few more dollars per month aid. You'll fool around and and, and, and not willing to report everything and do this and that and the other. Just shade the truth a little bit. Money. Money. Why? Why? Because money answers all things. And people will do anything to get it. That's right. What did Judas say? Then one of the twelve called Judas Iscariot went unto the chief priests. All right. And said unto them. Huh? What will you give me? And I will deliver him unto you. What will you give me and I'll deliver him unto you? Give me some money. Give me some silver. Come on. And they covenanted with him for 30 pieces of silver. They covenanted with him for 30 pieces of silver. You want? Here's a man who had sat under the very teachings of Jesus. But the prospects of having a pocket full of money so excited him that he was willing to deny and even betray 
the innocent, most innocent blood, his very savior. There is no limit. I don't care who you are. Now, I'm telling you. Now, none of us are exempt from this. I don't care who you are. I don't care how sanctified you are, they want. You still are aware of what money will do. You, you haven't forgotten that, they want. And say what you want to say. And everybody want to be relieved. Right. Nobody want to be oppressed. Now, I know that. And you know that money will relieve that oppression. You know that. Might give you another kind, but at least will, it will relieve the present oppression. And everybody wants to be out from under the gun, brother. You hear me? Everybody wants to enjoy life as much as they can, at least legitimately. And most people know that money will add a little more enjoyment to life. I'm telling you something tonight, Dewan. That's why they want more people to backslidden and lost their soul because of money than anything else in the world. And I'm going to tell you, a lot of people got principles and everything else, but shake a few 20s in the face. They'll do like Bill, hey, what do you say? Let me go back to the altar. Let me go back and pray again about that thing. Now I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. This is a tremendous thing. They want. I'm going to tell you, money will get the nod many times over the Holy Ghost. You hear what I'm saying now? You just about can tell a person, they want their, the depth of their spirituality and other things that consecrate. See, if I tell you what, they might, everything else might miss them, but money. You know what I'm saying now? Money almost pull them, dig, will dig them out. That's right. Yes, it will too. Now, let me show you this, they want. Everybody will not clamor to be rich. I don't mean that. But see, that's not what we're talking about tonight. Many people will satisfy themselves with just getting along. But I'm trying to show you the one when old need more come your way. You understand what I'm saying now? And an opportunity presents itself to get some money. You understand? And if it's almost clear, you if it's, if it's pretty clear, if it's, if it's close to clear, you know what I'm saying now? Do you want you be surprised people lost out with God just to get a few more cents an hour? Just to get a few dollars on the end of that paycheck which the government going to take anyway. You hear what I'm saying now? To get a promotion which is going to wreck them spiritually. There's a tremendous thing. I'm telling you they want see, see they want there are a few people who are willing to just go on puzzling and racking their minds and everything else when they know they can be relieved with money. Money answereth, you know what I say? All things. I'm going to tell you something, they want. If the right proposition was offered monetarily, at least know that one person in this group would backslide tonight. I put a stack of bills this tall. If everybody got a kind of need, come forth. Somebody come who didn't have a need. Right. You have a need? Well, uh, I, I could probably make but I could use it. Oh, you backslid probably. I said a need. You make your need. Anybody get money, you can get them free, and you ain't going to get none? Oh, yes, they will too. But you, I got, but I got a pretty good stack here. You, you, you need anything? Well, 
Uh, uh, I'll give you a little bit. You ain't gonna say no, Holly. If you if you if you know what I mean, if any kind of way in the world, you can squeeze a little out legitimately. People, they'll 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 con concoct a need. They'll invent a need. What? That money, the privilege, the opportunity of getting it without any strings attached is too much for some people. No, because I think that, but I don't need that. This is sufficient. This is enough for me. I can, I can make it. This is enough. This is enough. See, let me try it. Let me try it. Free the other God. See, I mean, we all have tried. We all have tried. <laughs> I've had to do it to the brother. When the brother said, that's nope, that's, that's plenty. I'm sufficient for you. I ain't messing no more. I get that mess around back. That's, that's, that's good. Amen. This is a tremendous thing you're dealing with now. Don't keep on messing around with it. Praise our God. You, you get messed up and you can't stop. You can't stop. You can't stop. See, this, this is a tremendous thing they want. I'm going to tell you something. You can make all, you can conjure and invent all kind of things when the little money is on the horizon. Oh, yes, you can too. Yeah, you dig up more things than a little. That's right. Hard to be contented, they want, when there's an open bank book. Somebody say, I'm going to write you out what, what is, how, how you need. Well, uh, how much you need? Well, I don't know. I can make it with 50, but sitting by, look pretty good. Wait a minute, I'm going to show you something. You know what? This is a tremendous thing I'm telling you about now. They want, let me say what. As sure, I tell you what. Let Uncle Ned, that's a hypothetical name. Let Uncle Ned die and leave you 5,000. And let a lot of your sanctified friends realize, hey, Brother Sandro, you know, I got some gold Sandro and I, you know, I wonder why I can get a little something. You heard about Uncle Ned? You're going you to have a need and you're going to let the soldiers know it. Some kind of way. Why? You know he got some money. And he got a little more than he's going to be using pretty soon. And you want to help him. Don't tell me that. See? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You get a little job or something. Somebody think, well, you, you single. You, you ought to have some money. You ain't got nothing to do with it. Let me have some of that money. Well, lady, you can't wait just a moment. One moment. <laughs> You saying you ain't got nothing to do, you ain't got no wife, you ain't got no shooting. Give me some money. Let me have let me have fifty dollars. Let me have fifty dollars. And can't even pay them back. Just get it because you can, because you think they got it in this open door there. It's true. Come on. What? The the excitement. See what I mean? You see an open door, you see an opportunity there. And you figure they don't have no legitimate reason to tell you no. So you take advantage of it. But you know that's not fair? Just because you know they can, because you know they have it, and because you think they don't have nothing to do with it, just go get it because you can, don't you know that's not right? But that excitement, the, the idea of knowing that somebody got it and I can get it, you can't take it. Man, get a million dollars, that's his business. You can make it, go and make it. Don't just be so excited because he got a million dollars, you just got to have you some of it. Amen. It's true. She got, got $90,000 of business. Okay, she ain't got nobody to support but her. I don't know if it'll give me a right to it. If I'm making it, I'm making it. I ain't got to be so excited trying to find concoct the knee so I can go over there and hit on her. 
But that excitement, that, 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 that excitement, you know, just like guys used to play numbers. Boy, a guy hit the numbers, I'm telling all his friends there. Man, give, give, me a hat, give me some shoes, man. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Years ago, playing numbers, I mean, boy, it'd be all your friends. The fact they look you up when they hear somebody hit the numbers years ago. Find out you got some money. That excites them. They got to get to you. Amen. That's right. I'll tell you what they want. Sometimes it's, it's dangerous to have a little money. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll be bombarded. <laughs> yeah, I know some poor people who, do, who, who seem to who seem, yeah, who people think they got a little money, they're in a bad shape, boy. I mean, you know, you, you can get you in trouble. All right. I say it excites, it, it, it excites people. It does. It excites people. Amen. To a point that is not good in many instances. All right. In Micah chapter 3, Money makes false prophets out <laughs> of preachers. Yes, it does too. Oh, it makes them. It makes them. Oh, yeah. Turn to Micah chapter 3, verse 11. The heads thereof judge for reward. They judge for reward. Now, you know, they want to tell you something. This is a qualm we have with some of the brethren, you know. See, several of the brethren, their method of support is to personally get the tithe of the church. That's theirs. Many of the brethren, where we go run revivals and whatnot. And I talked to them, I said, look. I said, you know, we've we been discussing it. I said, now what are you going to do if your church continue to grow and continue to grow and continue to grow and... And maybe your offering equals several hundred or maybe a thousand dollars, several thousand dollars on, on a Sunday. What are you going to do about it? You're just going to keep on? You, you know, maybe suppose the tithe of the people maybe equal $90,000, $100,000. You're just going to keep on taking it? Or do you want to get some of them are? You see what I'm talking about? See, now, even if at a stage when they got five or six people, and they said, well, then just give me, you know, just give me that. And then I'll try to live off the tithe or not. Well, now, when a time comes that it does not necessitate that, they ought to stop it. Right. We're going to range it now. We're going to range it differently now. Because this is, this is getting out of reason here. Let, let's, we're going to range this differently. Don't just go on because you can do it. It'll make a false prophet out of you. That's right. Read. The heads thereof judge for reward. They judge for reward. They'll favor those who can do most for them. Come on. And the priests thereof teach for hire. See, they want, that's why, uh, especially the ministry, need to stay clear. It's hard to lay judgment on somebody who you got to ask for something personally. You know that? If you're always in their debt, always in that, it's hard to it's hard to leave judgment on somebody that you got to always depend on them to to support you. I mean, in in certain senses, in a special way. Did you know that? You know that? See, that's why they want. Uh, uh, you you have to stay clear because many people will remind you of it too. You you mess with me, and you you know, and, and every time you get out, I'm I'm the first one to help you out. They all they remind you of it. Yes, they will too. They remind you that you owe them a favor even in judgment. Come on. And the prophets thereof divine for money. 
They divine for money. They divine for money. False prophets over the radio and other places, they divine for money. Kenneth Copeland and Hagen and all those different guys, it's grievous all over the country. They want about to break up many homes because then the women just, they just send them money, just, 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 just send them money, just send them money. And I think out in California, they was in one of them got about a $6 million yacht. Yacht, you hear me? Not house, yacht, a boat. Building monuments to their names, millions and millions of dollars behind it. Where they get it from? Poor, anemic humanity. Poor, sick people trying to get healed. That's true. People trying to get the Holy Ghost for money, all that kind of stuff. We have spiritual gifts bestowed upon them. God help us. Over in First Timothy. Chapter 6, oh, bless the living, this is a tremendous thing, dear one. Oh, this is a tremendous thing we're dealing with now. My God have mercy. All right. Verse 7. Uh, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 5. No, now that's good enough. 1 Timothy 6? Yeah, that's it. That's what I want, yeah. 6, five. 5. Oh, yeah. Perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds. All right. And destitute of the truth. Now, here, listen. listen I'm watching, watch this verse expose false prophets. Come on. Supposing that gain is godliness. Well, did you know, dear one? Don't you know that's the false doctrine that Kenneth Copeland and those preachers, Kenneth Hagin, all these guys who supposed to be teaching faith, they feel that you, that's why you're blessed, because you're saved. God's people ought to be the, they, they call that a blessing. They call that, in other words, you're close to God. That's why you're getting all this stuff. I got saved and I started taking Brother Kenneth Copeland's course and I got a car and a home and a new job making so, so many thousand dollars a year. And I know that I just left California. I just left dealing with those people. And they feel that that, is you, that means you're close to God. That's a blessing of God. Amen. When you are saved, that's the way you ought to be. And that's the reward of being saved. That's what they're teaching. Supposing that gain is godless. That's right. The word of God is exposing that spirit. And people still go along with it. Come on. Perverse disputings, perverse disputings of men of corrupt, corrupt minds, minds and destitute of the truth. Destitute of the truth. Supposing that gain is God. Supposing that gain is God. They are destitute of the truth. They are destitute of the truth. Supposing that gain is God. Isn't that pitiful? Read on. From such withdraw thyself. You better withdraw yourself from those kind of people because they are misleading. Come on. But godliness with contentment. Praise the living God. Godliness with contentment is great, is great gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. All these things you're seeking for, they're going to leave you wanting. I think the brother was telling me, you know, they want how that. All of these sports events, ball games and, and 
fights and rap and all this kind of mess. You know how anxious people are to see and see who's going to win. And after you get through, it's a big letdown in your spirit. Oh, they play up certain games, the championship game in the World Series and all that kind of mess. And you sit there rooting for a certain team and it just lets you down and you feel worse than you did when the excitement is over. Your team loses and all that kind of stuff. There is no contentment in nothing but God himself. There is no contentment in nothing but the Lord himself and people may well come to learn it. You got to do, you go to one, your team win and you lose it, you let down, you got to go to another one, you're just constantly looking for some kind of contentment only to find big letdowns. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Read. For we brought nothing into this world. All right. And it is certain we carry nothing you're out. You're not going to carry one cent out. Come and, on. And having food and raiment, uh -huh. let us be therewith content. That's pretty difficult, isn't it? That's pretty difficult isn't it, to be content with it. Come on. But they that will be rich. Listen now. Listen. You might not have a nickel, but you might desire to be. Those that will be. Those that, not those that are now. See, the danger is not to be the, oh, boy, you got a lot of money, going to backslide. No, they ain't, they ain't talking about them. It's those that will be who ain't got nothing trying to be. That's right. <laughs> That's what he's talking about. He ain't talking about those who got all pockets crammed full. He's talking about those who will be. Those who got a, a little secret ambition to be. Come on. But they that will be rich fall into how temptation. You, how, you, how you know? How you know? How do you know that when they will be? Well, then when you know what? Many people... Uh, if they had to choose a husband, they would choose the most wealthy one. If they had a choice between a spiritual one and a rich one, they'd take the... <laughs> yeah, sure they would. They could buy a lot of stuff. A nice house and pretty car and all that. What you talking about? They wouldn't do nothing but pray and fast and get over to the Lord, you know. <laughs> Amen, that's right. They want many people, if they had the choice between a wealthy one and a spiritual one, they'd take the wealthy one. Many of them. The average one would. That's right, so. You fellas want a wife, save up some money. I'm not, talking about what, I'm not saying what kind you're going to get, fellas. <laughs> you can get their clamor for you, man. All right. All right. Amen. Amen. All right, we're, taking, we're telling you something tonight. I hope you take heed to it. Hope you take heed to it. Let's go a little further, if we will. But they that will be rich uh -huh. fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish... And the many hurt just because you want to be, just because you're trying to be wealthy, you fall into many snare and hurtful love that drown men's soul in perdition. Just because you desire to be, just because you're trying to be, just because you're putting forth an effort to be. Amen, amen. Let me show you something, they want. Let me show you something. Anybody that you have to buy, leave them alone. That's right. Anybody that you have to buy, leave them alone. Because when that which impressed them is gone, you are nothing. Their love goes with it. Their affection goes with it. Their excitement about you goes with it. 
Anybody that cannot take you for face value, leave them go. You hear what I'm saying now? Amen. Amen. So, uh, what are you, you working all them jobs for? I'm trying to get some money so I can. She said, I got to have 3000 before we can get married. <laughs> oh, you pitiful thing. Three thousand is the purchase price. Amen. I got to have a house and a car like Brother So and So. So you go and put your little money down, and then you get in bottom money to get to pay the down payment. Now you got to pay back the loan and the down payment and everything else. You're gonna lose all of it. Amen. Amen. It's true. Amen. Amen. We better get your values clear. You better know what you're doing. You better know how to pray. And discern godliness with contentment is great gain. Did you know that? You know that? You get you a good godly person and doing all that they can. And they want you can just be contented and sweet and happy. Yes, you can do. One who's not clamorous. Amen. How about you tonight? How is it with you? What excites you? What's been exciting you? What would excite you? Well, some people don't know until they're faced with it. <laughs> I trust you can. I, I trust that it won't take a real genuine test to determine your fidelity. Amen. Are you contented tonight? Are you actually contented tonight? Are you contented tonight? The Bible says godliness with contentment is great gain. People in the world, many of them have plenty, but they're not contented. Carnal saints who might have plenty, but they're not contented. They're not. They might have four or five bank accounts and stamps and I don't know what all else. But that won't bring no contentment, dear one. Godliness with contentment is great gain. If you're not contented tonight, let God do it. You can't do it perhaps the way you're trying. Shall we stand? Your effort's going to leave you swinging. Your effort's going to leave you in the balance. Amen. If you want contentment, get godlier. Amen. If you want contentment, seek the Lord. Amen. For godliness with contentment is great gain. Many poor souls are going down for the count, seeking that which would satisfy. But it won't.